Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to Take Two, the Thanksgiving edition. We're doing this on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. To all of our loyal listeners, if you tried to find us last week, we apologize. There were some technical difficulties. We're back at them and hopefully bringing you some of those topics again and some of the new stuff that's happened. The biggest... Uh, Hughes using bad language is a technical difficulty. It was. Uh, yeah. Of course, so much uh, we literally uh, couldn't read right, it. Right, 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 right. I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> Jim, what? trying to pass uh, off uh, your badness uh, to Greg. Is yeah. that a word? Hey, projecting uh, is projecting what he's doing. Is what he's yeah. doing. So uh, last night we got a call from Governor Herbert's office that they had some kind of news release coming out. We were trying to figure out what it was. It certainly had to be bad news when it was coming out before a holiday, but I don't know that it was bad news. I think a lot of people have been excited about this. Governor Herbert says that he is ready to effectively ban conversion therapy for minors in the state of Utah. We had a long process where the legislature essentially did nothing with it. I know Jim was fighting hard for this. Then there's been a committee of people who oversee our uh, psychiatrists and psychologists in the state who've been hearing from people trying to figure out, should we do it, should we not? The governor came in and said, let's do this. We've got a com com I can't say this, public comment period. And if nothing goes terribly awry, as I understand it, by the end of January, this will be a rule or law in Utah. Did you see this coming, Greg? I did not. I did not. It's something that certainly uh, deserved uh, people's full attention, policymakers, the governor, the legislature. Uh, it did not uh, receive that, that level of consideration during the session, which is usually your window for some yeah. of those things. So the administrative rules process began. Uh, it's a little bit more clunky in terms of I, I think your chances of talking past one another and public comments that you submit and how we narrate that is not as, as good as maybe the legislative process where everybody can be around the table, but they're working towards it. And then I don't know if this was just a shortcut to say, okay, we're, we're done here. This is the way we're going to do it or, or what that process looks like. But I, I, I've not seen it done this way before, but I do know something had to be done and now something's done. It is interesting to see, and I think a lot of people were happy when we took it out of the political realm and then gave it to people who were overseeing the actual people who were meeting with uh, humans, talking to them about the issues. Was that the right process? Did we need that, or could the governor so just Just to in clarify what we're talking about. Yes. The kid in Utah County who's gay and maybe 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, his parents are fanatical and want to get help, and they bring him to a therapist who says, you can change. You don't have to be gay. You just have to pray enough, and you can pray out the gay. But I've never known anyone to pray the gay away. And there were, there were uh, significant practices, and people making a lot of money off of that, giving false hope to parents who they don't know what to do when they uh, have a, a child who's, who's gay and, is, and, and has those feelings, so they trust. These are, as far as I'm concerned, are witch doctors, 
And they are one of the reasons why Utah's youth suicide rate was so high. Because if, if a doctor and your parents and your religious leaders and your teachers and everybody in Utah County is saying, you can change, you can change. And if you're it's not changing, Utah County. if you're not changing, and if you're not changing, it's your fault, 12-year-old, boom, there's nowhere for them to go. All this bill, and now Doppel Order does, is say... What the American Medical Association has said and other people, you cannot change people's basic sexual identity by therapy and by, um, by treatment. It, it doesn't work that way. And the legislature didn't pick up the issue. The governor went to the professionals and the psychiatric associations and they said, okay, we're not doing it by law, we're doing it by rule and therefore that will be banned. Yeah, and there's a common period if you'd like to comment, but I think at this point it seems like all the stakeholders are on board, even the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which seemed to me uh, be one of those that was kind of holding things back, has said, okay, let's go forward. So that comment period's happening, and uh, hopefully we'll see this uh, done deal very soon, January 20th, I Happy believe. Happy about it. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving's tomorrow. You're headed down to family in Manti. Manti. Ooh, very exciting. Greg, are you cooking at your house? It, By you, I mean your wife. It's at the Hughes home. Yes, and you you spotted that correctly. <laughs> it is my 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 better half, my wife. She's uh, but we're we have a big family Thanksgiving yeah. dinner at our home. Awesome. Okay, so uh, President Trump yesterday went down to West Palm <laughs> Beach to the Southern White House. I want to live in the Southern White House. I love Florida at Thanksgiving mm -hmm. time. Anyhow, he's down there. He held his first rally yesterday or last night, the first one since the impeachment hearings have begun. Um, in the same day, uh, his wife, Melania, went to Baltimore, where we know the president has said some fairly unkind things about the area. She gave a speech on opioids before they left. She was booed there. Jim, is it warranted... Look. To boo Melania, who has nothing to do suppose with the president. president suppose a liberal president came to uh, or said about Utah and Mormons that they're scum, that their cities are crap, that it's a terrible place, that there's nothing redeemable or justified. And then a little while later, the first lady came to Salt Lake. What kind of a reception would she have? What the president said about the people of Baltimore was foul, it was mean-spirited, it was un-American, it was unpresidential, and oh my, how surprised should we be that there's some residue of bitterness when the most important powerful man in the world personally attacks your city and says a lot of wrong things. You know what, Mr. Trump, you don't want your wife to be booed. Don't be such a vicious, miserable human being, and maybe that won't happen. So yes, it's perfectly justified. It's the president who's doing the bullying, not the people no. of Baltimore. No, I agree in that the president really should not be saying anything like that about American cities. But it made my skin crawl a little bit when I saw this because I just don't like nastiness feeding nastiness. And I'm just like, can't we all just be nice? Well, look, Do you see where yeah, Jim's coming from? Did uh, not, she deserve not it? Not at all. And I'll t I, I don't know where to even begin, but I will tell you this. The president's criticism was not about every Baltimore resident or, or city resident, the crime, the violence, the drug trafficking, the human carnage going on in that area, it should be unacceptable. And we should live at a time where we can call it out. And if they called it out in Salt Lake City, where if you go back to 2017, I'm someone that was calling out 
the 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 lawlessness and the and the and the preying upon people that were going on. Go back to what the president said. He's saying that these are things that should be unacceptable, and people are being victimized. And the leaders of Baltimore should be taking greater responsibility, and the members of Congress from that area should be taking greater responsibility. All those things should be said. My bottom line, and when we talk about the drug trafficking and the human trafficking and the violence, you cannot tell me that by socioeconomic status, that if you live in a better neighborhood, if your neighborhood's a nice neighborhood, well, then you should expect public safety. And if you live in a place that is downtrodden or a place that has had homelessness, you know, people experiencing homelessness, or there's places where people are, are sadly experiencing abject poverty, well, we're not going to... We're not going to bring the heavy, the heavy hand of law enforcement or public safety to those communities. It's not, should never be decided by household income. Everybody, no matter what your circumstance, should be able to expect to be safe and that public safety is there. And when you don't see it, it is absolutely fair to ask why. The First Lady's discussion about opioids, same story in Salt Lake City. You want to know why drug traffickers are so successful, why cartels move in? Because you can't, you become addicted to opioids, then it's too hard to get an opioid, and heroin's cheaper and it's a more intense high. So the balloons of heroin start get, getting sold because people have become addicted to the opioids because of how Big Pharma has pushed these opioids, these addictive, addictive drugs. And all of that is connected, and all of that's a hard conversation and absolutely ought to be had. Do you know what I want? I just want a Thanksgiving that. wish. That is a good thing to agree on. I think you usually get Christmas wishes. I want a Thanksgiving wish where we're all just nice for a few days. But the niceness can't last forever. Uh, the Trumps, while they're having their dinner, uh, Thanksgiving dinner in Florida, which sounds nice to me, uh, they're going to have to be making some hard decisions because uh, the president has been asked to testify. He's been given the opportunity, as I believe Nancy Pelosi has said, to come have his say. Uh, the president could have his attorneys ask questions. Greg, we'll start with you. Should the president go defend himself and his phone call, his quote, perfect phone call with Ukraine? So, I, you know, I, I don't know if that's, a, if that's rigged up. I don't know if that's gamed up. I don't know where they have denied so many the opportunity to testify with an attorney president where there has not been, uh, as you saw in the Clinton uh, impeachment process or even in the Nixon impeachment process, this uh, where the minority and majority get to participate in subpoenas and they get to bring in their attorneys and that has not happened in this case and where we're where is now being afforded to the president by himself without anyone else if it's a fair process I would say yes if it's being gamed up and I'm not the legal minds to watch how this is all going on, but it okay, certainly but hasn't gone on the, the way before. Okay, but he's going to make the decision by Friday. So Friday yeah. night, so we can get a good night's sleep on so the weekend. I, if, it was, if there's integrity to that and there's a process that's being put in place that we've not seen put in place before, I like that. If it's, if it's selective and there's some game being played, I would be disappointed by that. And that's for attorneys to stare at and, and know. But if it's, if, it's one, if it's a process of integrity and it's real, I, I think, he, I think he's a, he wants to be able to share his uh, testimony and his perspective. Would you like to back Greg up on this? Should the president go testify before Congress next week? Just like he wants to release his tax returns, but he's waiting for that audit, please. I think the Supreme this Court This guy is not going to appear under oath under any circumstance. They're not going to let him. It's not going to happen. But the broader you issue... You don't think so? I, please. Uh, no, I don't. But the broader issue... What, what is to become of the republic? And I submit 
that if Donald J. Trump is elected, or any Democrat, that nothing will happen in the following four years. When Mitch McConnell had a meeting the day after Barack Obama was elected in 2008 and said, so one-term president, we're not going to give him one success. Or when the Democrats cabal got together and, you know, pick out whatever the Republicans are saying about freezing the government, we have no mechanism. Our basic documents require because we want it that way. We don't want all power in one party or the other. And it requires them to work together. And Absolutely. we can't work together. The political situation in the country with 50% blue and 50% red is put us in a situation where anybody that is a compromiser and does get in and begin to say, well, yeah, yeah you got a point there, they lose. They're not going to be allowed to win. And that... I don't see it breaking. It's not going to happen because fundamentally it's not a Pelosi or a Trump issue. It is that America is divided 50-50. The basic moral view of the United States is completely different. And I say, you know what, to the my friends on the red side, you want a country without abortion and where guns are free-flowing and you want a place where immigrants are not allowed in with ease and you want to spend a lot on military and you put down the list fine there's one way this is going to get handled and we're heading that way i don't know that it's stoppable and that is we're going to divide up into two countries and we're going to have red states and blue states and i suppose every state will be allowed to pick and that's going to be it. We're going to say it's been a great 248-year experiment. I do not see a civil war How? and bayonets How do you coming see back it? out. How do you I, see I know. it I just not think, happening? I, I think I that social media has hurt us definitely, where everyone's more entrenched into their sides. But when you take it away from the stage of being in the Capitol or you take it away... I just feel like when you sit down with people and you understand their stories and you talk to them, we have a lot more in common than yep. we have divided. We just have That's to right. stop with the rhetoric. And I don't want to see all the houses and the president all Republican or all Democrat. I think they have to come together and work. And I think we can. They're not. What, give me a formula that that can I, happen. I, just I, like, we need like a, I don't know what, a come to Jesus Democrats are going to sit down with right. Trump in the next Greg's term. Solve I, have the problem. I have the whole, I have the whole. Right. Good. Right. Glad you got it. Is. Our listeners, people that watch this show or listen to this show, I don't think anyone would mistake Jim's uh, positions, his beliefs, his role of government, or anything that he advocates on this show to mirror mine. I think that that's why this show, it, it's a, it is a, a, a debate or a battle of, of ideas. But one of the things that happens on this program, and one of the things that happened when Jim was a public servant in the Senate, and I was a public servant in the House, it is for fact that we came together on common ground. It is it absolutely happened. It happens on this program when we flesh out issues. It happens in government. Now, just because Washington, D.C. has never recognized, they've got a generation now of lawmakers and, uh, you know, just all the Beltway, not just, not just the legislative branch. No one has even remembers or been there long enough to remember that kind of process. It boils down to something as simple as the golden rule or life is a two-way street or empathy. Call it whatever you want. On the last issue we talked about conversion therapy, I could hear common ground everywhere. I could hear people saying the same thing, but everyone was talking past one another. It's sad that that had to be resolved in, in November right now when you could have convened people at a time when there was a session going on 
and had that those same common ground and having those areas, not letting people talk past one another. Jim and I have done this. We've done it here. We've done it in the Capitol. It has to be respected, and we have to talk about it more. And then the electorate has to say, we're done with dysfunction. I don't care where it's coming from or who you want to point a finger at. If you're not making progress, if you're not working on behalf of this country, its people, all of us, we don't need you. And I don't care what party you affiliate with. There has to be work and there has to be things that we move forward on. And I just know enough about public policy that it is not neatly tucked exclusively in either party platform. You can find common ground without betraying your party platform or what you believe. Jim and myself and many, many across this country find that common ground and with the math of the legislative process, we get, we get things done. It happens every day on a state level. It happens in local government. We just have to, as a people, just be absolutely intolerant to what that climate has become just in more Washington. more listening than talking these days. And if just you want to go work back it out. even be not grown. that far ago, uh, you look at Senator Hatch. I remember, I don't know that his final few years in office were like this, but if you go back, Senator Hatch and Senator Kennedy on the opposite side of the aisle, they brokered some big deals. Those used to happen. You're rolling your eyes, Jim. Well, I was just going to take off my imaginary glasses. But, I know, um, right? I, I, and I think things got more partisan, but they can go back. I look back to can't. two, I mean, they just can't. look well, back Are we going to do away ago. with social media? Look, these are two camps with no common ground, and we need a president who is not going to Baltimore and sticking his... You never saw that from Barack Obama. You just didn't. He was bringing people together, but the Republicans were as vociferous in going after him and making sure nothing happened on health care and no compromises as the Democrats have been. You don't understand. We are not one country. We are two countries. And give me that path hey, Jim, other than enough principle give me, give, me the, give me the president that so you're gonna go the to other England side is going to work they're with two countries too. they're still a country you can have differing ideas and I think the world is made better by people with different ideas we've got to figure out how we're to sit frozen. down and I know we're frozen we we have know, we've been running the country by continuing resolution on the budget for the last 10 years which is complete garbage we're we, hitting another cliff I, think, I, I just 20th. think you're up in the night Okay, here's nope, something I feel like I we can don't. solve. I'm glass half full. I'm All just right, telling you let's now. keep the glass half full because we need it. Um, here in Utah, the legislature says they're going to take up the issue of insulin, and I personally um, invested in this. My father is a type 1 diabetic. I think we all know someone who's a type 1 diabetic. And if you're type 1 diabetic, you have to have insulin to live. There's no other way to live. You have to have insulin. And literally, you can look back a year or two ago where you're playing $20 a vial. You may need two, three, four, five, six vials a month. Now we're talking about $250 a vial. Should people have to be paying thousands of dollars simply to the, for the right to survive because these drug companies, and this is not a new drug, Jim. We're talking about a drug that's been around for a long time, have just jacked up the prices. Can the legislature do something about this, or do we let Big Pharma... Look at have the, their say. You have to look at the roots of, of where this comes from. Insulin is a dramatic example of what's happened. The biggest buyer of pharmaceuticals in the world is the United States government. And our Congress, Democrats and Republicans, over the last generation has had in law, it's in there, thanks to Orrin Hatch, he sponsored it, that prohibits the government from negotiating with drug companies. I mean... How ludicrous is that? Whatever price they come up with is what the government pays. And remember, 
It takes uh, any number of years if somebody comes through with a, with a breakthrough drug and there's only one of them and they can set whatever price they want. This gets back to the fundamental issue of who's paying for American elections. And there's a reason why every damn one of those Republicans and Democrats that are running for the Senate and the House are lining up breakfast with those pharmaceutical companies who max out and who got packs and who put it in. Because the pharmaceutical companies put a few hundred million dollars in to uh, campaign chess and they come out with hundreds of billions of dollars in in screwy rules that Greg and I would, just sitting around, would go, this is crazy. Somebody has to stand up to the drug companies uh, in the Congress and say, you know what? This is going to change. And that will bring the price of insulin and other things down. But until that happens, nothing is going to So there's nothing happen. can happen in the Utah legislature. Well, I mean, maybe that maybe we can tweak with uh, Medicare and Medicaid, but I mean, a direct subsidy. I'm not sure how that would work. Greg would probably have a better idea. It would be nice to know because I think a lot of people have their hopes up. But when I look at the federal level, I'm looking at people who work for the CDC, for the FDA. They'll go and work for drug companies. People who've worked for the drug companies will come work back and forth. It's I just know. It's it not. all seems very dirty when we're talking about people's lives here. So can the Utah legislature actually do something to change what people are paying here in Utah? Yes. Uh, you have to be careful of unintended consequences. Go Much to of the public policy we talk about, <laughs> you have to stare at what unintended consequences could result. But here's the good news. Um, you know, we'll have some basic principles that we'll operate from. Yeah. Uh, one of mine, and I would say that Republicans would say, uh, you know, price fixing by government has never really amounted to what you're hoping for, and that is lowering the price. When you get government, just let the government run every bread truck, and is your bread going to go down? We've argued that free markets actually do that better than government uh, pricing or anything like that. That is the that is the general rule. Where you see Republicans and I think policymakers depart from your basic beliefs, or where you see an abuse. So in the case, my case, where I was seeing what was happening with opioids in this last topic, uh, you know, phar pharmaceutical uh, companies, they do like to contribute. They like to be part of the discussion with lawmakers. I was very, very hostile with those uh, pharmaceutical companies, big pharma, that were making these highly, highly addictive drugs and making a king's ransom, hiring DEA attorneys to come work for them, to keep them and allow them to continue to make those. We were watching the drug addiction spread like wildfire. And when you see that, you know, it, that principle that you would generally approach something like uh, price controls and government involvement, you have to drill down on this and say, no, we're not going to put up with this anymore and we're gonna draw a bright line. In the case of insulin, you don't have research and development. You have to pay back. So yeah. you have to get that money back. It's been around a long time. Right. We have, and Nor Representative Norm Thurston represents Provo. He's a very conservative House member. One of the things about our state legislature is we have people that represent, it's a part-time legislature, so they have different career uh, involvement. And so they see the world from whatever that career might be. He works for the health department. So what Representative uh, Thurston has done is, as a conservative, he has acknowledged that what's happening with this insulin issue and its cost and how prohibitive the cost is, is not acceptable. So he's saying, first, they're getting, there, is, there are resources that the state has to help. If you run out of your prescription early, you can go to the pharmacist, you can go to Smith's, and they can write you get you one and get that done. What he also wants to do as a state is look at uh, potentially having the state buy more in bulk, instead of having uh, people buy or companies buy in very small amounts, 
is there an economy of scale to have that purchased as a, a large amount of insulin for the, for the respective insurers or or pharmacists here in the state? So there's a there, he's looking at an option like that. The last one you could do is you could mandate that insurance companies are required to pay for it as a preventative medicine without a copay. The trick with mandating what an insurance company will pay is that you could you could Christmas tree that those mandates so much that you have insurers leave your market. Leave your market or get you someplace else. Yes, yeah. which leaves you with less options, which doesn't typically lend itself to more affordable health care. So you have to be careful what mandates you place. But I've seen I've seen uh, situations where we have done that and it hasn't chased With autism, the yes you know, and and prosthetic limbs for children. The, it's know, not chased our insurers out of the market. So it's those are still here. those are three ideas. Sorry, long answer, but those are three ways the state can and they're engage. all bad. I mean, Norm Thurston <laughs> hasn't had a good idea since third grade. Jim. You, it's true. I've worked yeah. with him. Um, <laughs> Look, this volunteer approach. Yes, we're going to go to Smith's and ask them to give insulin. Well, give me a break. We've tried that whole volunteer thing uh, for healthcare, and it you, people that are depending it for their lifetime can't depend on rotten vegetables that Smith's has, and you know if they got any extra insulin that's loose. So that that just doesn't work. And uh, requiring the insurance companies to cover it, that's not a particularly great idea because it doesn't bring the cost of insulin down a penny. It just gives the pharmaceutical companies what they want and it forces the insurance companies to pay whatever outrageous price they're asking. We need the first thing, getting back to the root, the state of Utah needs to take full Medicaid expansion like they promised they would do if Trump said no, Trump said no, and we still don't have full Medicaid expansion. Yeah. There's $850 million a year that would cover a lot of people and their insulin. Um, and it's time that the Republicans just took Utah's share. Colorado, Nevada, New Mexico, Montana, uh, Idaho. Everybody's taking it. But no, we're the masters of freedom, and we're not doing it unless we get a Utah plan. Just take full Medicaid expansion and watch what happens to clinics, particularly rural clinics, because Medicaid is given out by income, and rural Utah has a lot lower even income. even someone with an awesome income can't afford $1,000, $1,500, dollars a month, another mortgage payment Take full medication. Medicaid expansion, Look, for goodness sake. Right, well, you just too. made the argument that you were just complaining about. When the government says, okay, we'll give you this amount, many, many will tell you that the Medicaid federal reimbursement amount, because they don't negotiate, they don't actually mirror the price of health care or its delivery, it's not paying enough. And so then that gets put on the middle class or those that are seeing their household income, larger, larger portion of it, pay for their health care because by a lower income, they're getting a, it's so-called free. It's not free. And, and you're not getting to the root cause that you've just described. And that is we have no idea what these costs really are because there's so many different versions. If it's Medicaid, if it's self-pay, yeah. if it's an insurance. And, and you're not getting to the heart of it. If you add another layer and another delivery, and look, we want to help people in need, and we've worked on this a number of years. But to just simply say, if we had Medicaid expansion, all these issues that we're talking about with insulin go away, they don't. In fact, those that aren't making $12,000 a year as a single adult, and that's the threshold for Medicaid expansion, the cost of insulin will be even more expensive for those that are not making that lower household income because... The amount that Medicaid will pay isn't paying the cost 
of the med- so they make so, it up so, somewhere. Wait a minute, that's the crazy Utah plan you're talking about. We take full Medicaid expansion. The twelve thousand dollar issue isn't there anymore. So look, just to just to get all right, that's what it qualifies for. That's what it qualifies for. All right, I don't know if all Medicaid right. expansion will solve all this because I just looking at someone with fifty thousand dollars. Let's say that is their income. They don't qualify for you're Medicaid, right. but they don't have two thousand times twelve twenty four thousand. That's like half their income for insulin, you know? Right. It's just insane. So I hope the legislature can solve this problem, and I'm thankful on this Thanksgiving week that we can get a Democrat and a Republican in the same room, whom I can tell you after this is over with, hang out and talk for a lot longer than you think. <laughs> They're real friends, guys. Don't tell. It's going to ruin free cred. And it's possible. No more oh. civil war. Thanks for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Subscribe. And talk about uh, politics of Thanksgiving if you want. Just do it nicely.